1: all right humans and humanoids we are live on rumble blaze tv and youtube i'm dave rubin we've got another round table panel extravaganza to recap the week that was joining me today is the host of the morning wire podcast over at the daily wire ethan hawthorne the host of the news and why it matters on Blaze TV, Sarah Gonzalez and the CEO and editor in chief of Beckernews.com, Kyle Becker, Ian, Sarah, Kyle. Welcome to the Rubin Report.
2: Thank you for having me. Having us. Thank you.
1: All right, we've got two first time guests. Sarah is an old veteran of the Rubin Report. Uh, we're gonna recap this crazy week. Every week is crazy, but uh, this week seemed particularly crazy because here in Florida, I was told by the mainstream media and blue check people on Twitter that you can't say gay. Now, I just said gay, I'm here in Florida. Nobody seems to be coming to get me, but that's the thing. Anyway, everyone knows about this. We've been covering it all week. There's this bill that basically uh, stops teachers from talking to kindergartners to third graders about gender identity or sexuality. They can't hide those conversations from the parents, it's all very obvious stuff that any sane person would agree with. However, of course, everyone's calling this the don't say gay bill, they're gonna you know, kill gay people and it's gonna be all very horrible and scary. Ron DeSantis is just standing up and he is fighting. He had a sit down with the CEO of Disney who was gonna slap him over the wrist and DeSantis just completely went on the attack. We've got some video of Ron DeSantis after the CEO of Disney tried to smack him down on this thing.
3: So, here's what I can tell you. Uh, in the state of Florida, uh, we are not going to allow them to inject transgenderism into kindergarten. Woo! First graders shouldn't have uh, woke gender ideology imposed in their curriculums. And that is what we're standing for, because we're standing for the kids and we're standing for the parents. Uh, and I can tell you this, there, the chance that I am going to back down from my commitment to students and back down from my commitment to parents' rights, yeah. simply because of fraudulent media narratives or pressure from woke corporations, the chances of that are zero. Yeah. And when you have companies that have made a fortune off being family friendly and catering to families and young kids, you know they should understand that parents of young kids do not want this injected into their kid's kindergarten classroom. Uh, They do not want their first graders to go and being told that they can choose an opposite gender. That is not appropriate for those kids. And so if you're family friendly, understand uh, the parents who are actually raising families want to have their rights respected. And I also think that if you have companies like a Disney that are gonna say and criticize parents' rights, they're gonna criticize the fact uh, that we don't want transgenderism in kindergarten and first grade classrooms, if that's the hill that they're gonna die on, then how do they possibly explain lining their pockets with their relationship from the Communist Party of China? And so in Florida, our policy is gonna be based on the best interest of Florida citizens, not on the musing of one corporations.
1: Man, you know, I've been saying it all week, but every time I play a clip of DeSantis, it's like you can breathe freely. It's like, oh, truth, truth actually exists. Honesty actually exists. Brave people actually exist. Uh, Sarah, I wanna start with you here because I saw a random person, an anonymous person, on Twitter this week called you a homophobe when uh, you were discussing this. As far as I know, you're not a homophobe, uh, but how great to see someone actually standing up against this nonsense.
4: Yeah, Dave, uh, you know, it's interesting because DeSantis, I say this as a native Texan, right? Born and raised in Texas. Texas is supposed to be known as this bastion of freedom and liberty, and yet DeSantis is completely out-Texasing Texas. Uh, it's so crazy to see his ascent, knowing how far he's come in such a short amount of time. Didn't he almost lose to a meth addict? I mean, it was like not even a percentage point. Yeah. Like he was. He almost lost to that guy, and he seems to have red-pilled almost the entire state now because I think he's learned what all of these woke corporations have not yet learned, which is just because these people, just because these leftist radicals scream the loudest does not mean that they represent the majority of Americans. We saw it in the governor's race in Virginia. We saw it in deep blue San Francisco when they had their uh, school board members recalled. I mean, we are seeing this all across the country because the leftist radicals are so radical they don't know anything to do but double down on this crazy talk like we should have pornography in schools imagine fighting for pornography in schools uh we should we should be teaching sex to children we should be teaching them sexual positions these are things that parents are not going to stand for and luckily ron desantis knows that uh and he's certainly fighting for them i just have to say I understand why you moved there, Dave. Uh, I am very embarrassed right now as a Texan that Ron DeSantis and Florida are leading the way uh, when it comes to freedom and liberty. And this is just one of the many examples.
1: Listen, I never thought that my house would have to be a refuge for people from Texas, but I've got a couple (laughs) extra guest rooms. You are welcome anytime. Ian, uh, I
5: appreciate
1: it. Ian, you try at The Daily Wire, you guys try to honestly assess the news and give people really what's going on. Uh, one of the strange things about this one is if you read the text of the bill, which we've covered on my show all week, and I'm sure you're covering as well, it has the, the word gay is not in there. This is completely about being transparent with what kids are learning at schools and not hiding what teachers might be talking about with first graders from parents. Are you amazed at just the way the media gets away with this over and over again? It's just the meme is that this is the don't say gay bill and this is somehow all about bigotry and homophobia.
2: Well, it's just shameless the way the entire media, literally the entire media has rallied around the don't say gay name, which is just completely uh, representative of what the bill actually does. But they do this with almost everything, just the fact that they call abortion pro-choice. Everything about uh, the left is really just how they frame certain issues, that if you oppose that issue, you oppose something drastic. It's same with Black Lives Matter, the idea that if you opposed the idea that uh, police were systemically uh, brutal across the country, you were therefore racist, you believe black people didn't matter, which is, of course, absurd. And so I'm not really shocked that the media is doing this. I'm shocked that people are just so lazy, they don't even Google, read the bill. All of this stuff is available online. You can just find it. Gay isn't mentioned, the fact that people are going around charting gay as if that's gonna undo the evil that is DeSantis and his legislation is just ridiculous but indicative of where we are right now.
1: Kyle, jumping off that point, I've wanted to have you on the show for a while because you're one of the guys on Twitter that I follow that is like, oh, you're hitting the media the right way and trying to expose some of this nonsense. Do we need better tactics in exposing this? I mean, something did happen, I think this week where it was so obvious that 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 what they were doing was so dishonest that I do think we woke up some people, but it's never enough and it's never fast enough, right?
5: Yeah, no, I think there's been a big shift between the political left and right, and so you have DeSantis out there. He did. He sounded like America's governor. He sounded very much like a concerned dad on this issue, which I think really worked for him. And uh, you know, it used to be that the populist left was excited about. Politicians standing up to big corporations. Well, Ron DeSantis has actually done yes. it. Not only in this case yes. with Disney, but with big tech. Remember, he signed that bill that you know Google and uh, Meta and Twitter can't deplatform Florida political candidates, or they'll be fined two hundred fifty thousand dollars a day. Uh, so I think like he has get, gotten a lot of street cred with independents, center right, uh, and no matter how much the mainstream media squeal at at Ron DeSantis right now. He is cutting through the noise with the statements where he's very uh, focused and he's speaking to parents and he's speaking to uh, you know just people who are concerned about what's going on in the schools and I think we saw that in Virginia you can flip a state like that so I think that you know with the with the woke left they're really in dangerous territory right now with all of these lies because I think DeSantis you know he he sounds, very rock steady and sure. And I think people are, it's going to resonate with independence, no matter what the mainstream media says at this point. So I think his leadership is, is really, is really, uh, really much needed and it's, it's helping to cut through the media noise.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system.
1: Sarah, do you think that's the silver lining here that they went so all in on something that was just so dishonest? You know, I've met DeSantis a few times, like the guy is not a homophobe. This is This is literally about not having state employees talk to children about sex and then hide it from the parents. Uh, Is the silver lining that, that that is being now modeled or hopefully will be modeled what DeSantis is doing and can maybe even make people in Texas braver, can make people certainly in California braver. Like we have this mass bravery deficit and maybe people will look at him and be like, hey, he's doing it and they haven't taken him out yet. Although obviously they're gonna continue to try.
4: Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, I'm actually really excited about the left picking this battle with DeSantis because Uh, parents all across the country, I think that they can agree on these principles. And as long as the parents are seeing it injected into their schools, they're seeing who is for it and who is against it. Uh, The leftists will continue picking this battle all across the country, and it is a battle that they will lose. So I'm actually very excited for them to show their true colors there. I do think that parents are going to stand up. I think that uh, governors and uh, local uh, government officials are going to stand up because they've seen DeSantis do it so successfully.
1: Ian, I'm gonna let you pimp out a Daily Wire product here because as the Disney CEO goes after him and and DeSantis made the good point, it's like these guys are in bed with the Chinese communists. Um, There are other alternative entertainment platforms being developed. Daily Wire is doing a heck of a job. I think there's a a new kids movie coming out this week, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Yeah, the Hyperions, it came out uh, last night. So everyone should definitely go check it out. I think it's also showing that there is a market for this. There is a market for non-woke content. And I... I, honestly, it's great for outlets like The Daily Wire that there is a market for that. But on a broader term, I think we all need to be hoping to dial back the politics a little bit, that there is a market for that. People clearly want it. And I'm, I'm not too sure the left are going to wake up and see it, though. And hopefully they won't before 2024, because I think there's a huge opportunity for us to hold a mirror up to people like Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and make political wins on the basis of that.
1: Kyle, I'll give you the last word on this one. Um, in terms of the media coverage on this, when when all of the mainstream media runs with the don't say gay meme, again, gay is not in the bill at all. And you see the videos of the Florida Democrats all screaming gay and putting tape in their mouth and putting gay, gay on it. It's like, there are clubs in West Hollywood, you gotta pay people to do that for you. It's like, what, What? A, not that I've, I've never been to those clubs, uh, but the point is, um, do we have enough juice? Do we have enough juice yeah. in, the, in a time of algorithms and and deboosting and all that to, to expose
5: it? Well, I think DeSantis showed that the other day when he had an epic showdown with a WFLA reporter who yeah. tried to confront him about the don't say gay legislation. And, uh, you know, I know this subject is near to your heart because you, you were even able, you know, willing to turn in your gay card over this. And I thought <laughs> that was funny. But DeSantis I kept on asking people- this. <laughs> asking this reporter if he had read the bill and he kept dodging the question. And I think he utterly humiliated him. And, yeah. you know, images and video cut through the noise because it's it's you could come at it from any angle. And he really put him in this place without, you know, and justifiably so. I think DeSantis gave him the opportunity to to shoot straight, report what's going on, be accurate, be trustworthy. And he just refused to do it because the narrative is more important than the truth to these people. And I think DeSantis is able to deftly expose that. And I think that Americans have stopped trusting the mainstream media. So if anybody is just able to shoot straight, be confident, uh, believe in their conviction, then I think that they're they're gonna be a winner. They're gonna be a lightning rod. And that that's where politics is heading, especially in this 2022 election coming up.
1: Yeah, we played that clip with the reporter asking him the question and he turns to the guy basically and he's like, how about you tell me what's in the bill? Like he has just, just had it with these people. All right, let's move on to the to the other big story of the week. Uh, we're not gonna do too much on the, the war itself, although you guys can feel free to bring up whatever you want, obviously. Uh, but let's just talk about the energy situation at home and gas prices. Let's throw this image up from CBS LA. This is the city that I fled. That mobile station was on the corner of uh, not the last house I lived in, the previous one. The gas prices are completely insane. 7.35 uh, for regular unleaded gas, really nuts. Uh, but don't worry guys, we've got Jen Saki on the case. Here's this little video that she put out to calm
6: us down. You may have noticed this week that your gas prices have gone up. I wanna to talk to you a little bit about why. A lot of it has to do with Vladimir Putin. The reality is that russia is one of the three largest oil producers in the world and the fact that they have started this conflict invaded a foreign country and they are such a big producer of oil in the world is the reason why the global oil markets are disturbed right now and why your gas prices are going up
5: and so to that point (coughs) inflation goes up today the president's statement blames the putin price hike are you guys just going to start blaming putin for everything until the midterms?
6: Well, we've seen the price of gas go up at least 75 cents since President Putin lined up troops on the border of Ukraine.
5: Last month, the statement didn't mention the Putin price hike. It mentioned inflation because of the pandemic. Why is that?
6: Well, Peter, last year, last two years, there was a global pandemic, everyone who's uh, global economists have all agreed that that has been the biggest contributor to date of inflation because of the impact on the supply chain obviously global events impact the economy the global economy as well as global inflation and the uh, price hikes as a result that have escalated over the course of time of president putin's further invasion of uh, the impact on the global oil markets are of course having an impact
1: Oh, soulless Jensaki, just lying and lying and lying about everything. Uh, my guys did a little research here. We've got researchers too. Gas uh, from the day that Joe Biden took uh, office, so the day that he was inaugurated until the day that Putin uh, went into Ukraine, went up $1. fourteen. So yes, it's gone up since, but it was going up the entire time. Kyle, was there something help me here. Was there something that Joe Biden did, right? When he got into office that might have, did he stop something that might've helped with this situation? Was there something? I keep. I I had papers here. Was there something? I think there was something.
5: Well, I think he pretty much gave us all a warning when the first thing he did was jump onto the Paris Accords and adopted this, this crazy, uh, you know, uh, carbon zero strategy, which is basically about as futile as the uh, it's COVID zero strategy yeah. that we've seen, tr- you know, attempted to be implemented around the world. Uh, we saw it with the the federal leases uh, situation is pretty interesting. A lot of drillers are complaining they can't get the capital lending that they need in order to do this drilling. There are some bottlenecks in the regulatory framework that he's imposed. And, of course, the Keystone XL a pipeline which is bottleneck the transit that to get to the refineries that are on the Gulf Coast that allow us to, you know, refine our own gasoline, which helps bring the prices down uh, on the margins. But I think overall, Jen is just, you know, being her own usual devilish self and sort of creating this sort of cloud in people's minds. But the fact is that, you know, like you saw at the uh, the Hollywood sign, it's now higher than the gasoline was in the apocalyptic film *I Am Legend* with Will Smith. <laughs> it was only 6.71 a gallon there, so I think Biden's presidency is making us pine to live in dystopian fiction at this point. Uh, and that's pretty much fiction is all that Jen Psaki has to pedal at this point. It's not putting food on the table. It's not putting gasoline in our tanks. So it's pretty much uh, empty gruel to, to, to dish out to the plebes. Uh, that she's offered at this point, I think that normal people are tuning her out. Uh, it's not going to fly at the dinner table, and it's not going to fly in the upcoming elections. For that is Democrats. a great.
1: That is a great reference, man. Do they show you the the prices right at the beginning when they show you that sort of dystopia in New York City? They have a, like an image of it. Is that where you're grabbing that from? Yeah,
5: yeah, six seventy one the- in the clip. You can you can find it. There's like a little meme thing floating around. You can find it. I,
1: I will <laughs> take your word on that, um, Ian. Is there anything we could be doing to helping right now? Is there anything that Biden's not doing that might help? I think uh, Kyle might've alluded to some bit.
2: <laughs> Yeah, I think the only thing we can do is start getting some Republicans in office, honestly. I mean, Biden has been a disaster both on the foreign policy front, but also the energy front since he came in, talked about the Paris Climate Accords, talked about closing the Keystone XL pipeline. But on a higher level, every single one of his solutions involves green energy, which Europe has showed is not a solution. The solution is under us right now It's the fact that the United States as of 2016 is sitting on the most untapped oil in the world. We have the solution beneath our feet. But people like Biden are too busy sucking up to the green energy crowd to really acknowledge that. And I think in some ways, the war between uh, Russia and Ukraine with Russia invading Ukraine is somewhat of a blessing for Biden economically, because now with COVID, not an excuse anymore, COVID is over and has been over for a while, they have another excuse, because the price has been increasing month on month since he came into office. Inflation is at record rates. And so this is just a very, very public thing that Biden can point to and blame. And of course, when it comes down eventually, if he's still in office, he'll take credit for that. He's very, very good at taking credit mm-hmm. for good things, whether he's responsible or not, and blaming others. And so the fact that it's a Putin price hike is absurd, also demonstrative of the earlier issue where the media has embraced this messaging that it's the Putin price hike, which, of course, it's not.
1: Right. Putin price hike. That's the meme. Just like Don't Say Gay became the meme. They just manufacture these things that are not true. And then everyone just repeats and repeats it. Sarah, could you allow me to toss up a conspiracy theory here and you tell me if I'm... Completely insane. I know you work with that Steve Deese over there who's always throwing out those crazy, (laughs) wild conspiracy theories over at the Blaze, like, uh, you know, this great reset or some of these things. Uh, But my feeling is these people could not possibly be this inept. I don't think they could be this inept. And my belief is actually that everything that the two guys here just laid out about Keystone and not giving permits and all of this stuff is intentional, that they are uh, twofold, I would say, trying to upend the world energy system and basically destroy America. Like, I, I actually honestly believe that at this point. Am I completely crazy? Will I be booted for, no. from YouTube for saying that?
4: No. Well, I mean, I can't speak for YouTube, but yeah. uh, I mean, I can tell you <laughs> that all of the evidence points to that, right? Because you have them making these uh, epic levels of propaganda, government propaganda videos trying to have the White House press secretary, who is a professional liar, come in and explain to people why it is that gas prices are rising when people, I mean, I understand some Americans are a little, I would say, uh, disconnected from reality, but I don't think that Americans have that short of a memory that they don't realize that before all of this was going on, two months ago, three months ago, they were paying more at the pump. They were paying more at the mm-hmm. grocery store. They're paying more for everything. I don't think that they uh, have such short attention spans that they don't remember that. But more importantly, we heard Joe Biden in the last presidential debate say that he was going to transition from the oil and gas yep. uh, sector, from the oil and gas industry, he said it. And remember, we all, uh, all the Republicans sat there and watched it and went, Oh my gosh he said the quiet part out loud there's no way he gets past that he has to be toast and then as we know how it turned out he is the most popular president of all time 81 million votes uh the most secure election that we've ever had but he was saying these things he was telling us that he was going to do these things it's a wonder to me that he doesn't want to take the credit because as kamala harris said uh you know you get what you vote for meaning uh, we're doing all of these things that we said we were going to do, and he is. So I think you're right, Dave. I think the answers were right in front of us. They told us what they were going to do. Now that they're doing it, uh, they don't like the the criticism. They don't like the, the, uh, the, the pain that Americans are feeling, not because they care about Americans, but because they know it makes them look bad and they want to continue their power.
1: Crazy conspiracy theory, indeed. Put the uh,
4: tinfoil hat right on me. <laughs>
1: Last thought on this right before we started, I mean, literally 30 seconds before we started this live stream, I saw that Biden was giving a speech and he has announced we are banning imports of Russian vodka. So we are going to, I mean, think of the stupidity of this is just so off the charts that, okay, we're gonna attack and harm our importers, the people that work here in the United States, the exporters in Russia who are just decent businessmen, making vodka, it's just extraordinarily stupid. Uh, But we gotta move on to the third topic. Uh, The big thing yesterday was that Jesse Smollett, who uh, created a fake hate crime against himself by hiring two guys to put a noose around his neck and there was a Subway sandwich and it was a whole thing. And uh, basically the media fell for it hook, line and sinker. It proved that we are a systemically racist city, uh, country and everything else. Uh, It turns out that uh, none of it happened and he's going to jail, so that's pretty great. Uh, Here's video of him being sentenced and his little outburst. I'm fashioning the following sentence, and here's your sentence. I'm sentencing you to 30 months felony probation, and the probation is going to be to this court. You will pay restitution to the city of Chicago in the amount of $120,106. You are fined $25,000, which is the maximum fine. And you will spend the first 150 days of your sentence in the Cook County Jail. And that will start today, right here, right now. No, I would just like to say to your honor that I am am not suicidal. That's what I was about to say.
0: Okay. I am not suicidal. Okay.
3: I am not suicidal. I am innocent and I am not suicidal. If I did this, then it means that I stuck my fist in the fears of black Americans in this country for over 400 years and the fears of the LGBTQ community. Your honor, I respect you and I respect the jury but I did not do this and I am not suicidal and if anything happens to me when I go in there I did not do it to myself and you must all know that. I respect you your honor. I respect your decision. Jail time. I am not suicidal.
1: Okay. Wow. I mean, what you've got right there is a liar and a huckster, and I'm pretty sure he's telling everybody that he's about to kill himself in jail because he wants a further conspiracy theory or something else. I mean, that's seriously psychologically depressing and whatever else. Uh, Before I jump to you guys, there was a gajillion, uh, we roughly estimated that number, gajillion blue check politicians, (laughs) actors, et cetera, et cetera, when this originally happened saying how this proves that America is systemically racist and everything. Defiant L's caught this one from our wickedly brilliant vice president. Uh, This is way back when, when the first thing broke. Jussie Smollett is one of the kindest, most gentle human beings I know. I'm praying for his quick recovery. This was an attempted modern day lynching. No one should have to fear for their life because of their sexuality or color of their skin. We must confront this hate. Of course, Nancy Pelosi also had one of these and AOC had one of these and just all the usual suspects. And of course, you can see the Hill headline below that he got suspe- uh, uh, prosecuted for the 150 days in jail for faking the hate crime. Um, Ian, I'll start with you on this. A certain amount of people are just, they're not gonna accept what reality is on this one, huh?
2: I mean, n- once you've doubled down though, you might as well I'll keep doubling down, because that was his his whole uh, goal the whole time. What I really want to say, though, is that 150 days is not that much for the consequences of what he was accusing someone of. Let's just say there was a miracle and two white men were walking around downtown Chicago, sub-zero temperatures with MAGA hats on, and they were arrested. Do you think Justice Smollett would have come out and said, no, I made the whole thing up? Or mm-hmm. do you think they would be in jail right now for decades? Like he could have ruined real people's lives. And 150 days is really not that much um, of a slap on the wrist in my mind. I think it's it's really appalling that you can play with people's lives. You can ruin people's lives. The risk reward here is just not correct.
1: Yeah, Kyle, what do you make of the outburst at the end? I mean, first off, still saying that he didn't do it. I mean, everyone knows that he did it. This is not, this is not up for debate at this point, but then the really bizarre suicide thing. I mean, just <laughs> sort of going for the ultimate victim play. Like he, wa- he was a fake victim, now going for the ultimate victim play. And obviously I don't want the guy to kill himself, but you can sort oh. of see where this thing feels like it's going.
5: Is is he suicidal? I mean, he kind of left some doubt in my mind. Well, if this was Jesse Smollett's audition, uh, audition to get back on a network show, I think he's going to have to <laughs> take some correspondence courses while he's in jail. Uh, maybe get a couple of Nigerian guys to to coach him uh, through it. Uh, you know, because the only thing he was missing was like a fan, like oh, I'm getting the vapors, or maybe yeah. the the Fred Sanford. Uh, oh, look out! This is a big one. Uh, you know, it was really. Uh, cringeworthy and awkward and pathetic and uh you know I I think it's kind of the you know Colin Kaepernick syndrome and all of this stuff you know the more the more that they you know clown themselves out in front of the American public the stronger they get because the woke left they eat it up so much but at the end of the day I I just think that you know, whether it's Pelosi or Biden or Harris jumping onto this, it's it's not because his story is true. It's just that the narrative is the one that they want to spread. It's a useful myth, as Sorrell uh, called it. Uh, it's it's something that furthers the Democratic Party's cause. And nobody who, who pushes useful myths uh, is punished in the culture or is punished uh, punitively in, in our criminal system in America anymore. So I think it's a it's a sign that really we're, we're swimming in this sort of uh, cultural Marxist environment where these radical leftists are rewarded, no matter how much they lie, no matter how much they defraud the American public. Uh, it, you know, if they're grifters, they can get rich. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's really, you know, we, we need to change the culture if we're going to change the the politics and the justice in this country. so. Um, I I think it's it you know it's something that that's very important for us on the right to to think about and you know Daily Wire I saw you know d- doing stuff like that in the entertainment field and everything we need to do we need to do more of that on the right because because uh, <laughs> because what Jesse Smollett is is done to this country is is like deliberate vicious and, uh, and and it's really dangerous and it's caused a lot of grievances and 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 it's really um, made the, the the legitimate grievances of people who are affected by racism seem, uh, you know, it's diminished that.
1: Yeah, so, so actually, I think, let's let, let's stick with that. Sarah, I'll give you the final word on this and then we gotta jump. Um, in terms of the culture part of this, because I think I think we probably all agree, Kyle is right that the we have to win this culture war. You know, of course, politics is downstream from culture, Andrew Breitbart, all of that. Um, is it starting to shift? I mean, we started with the don't say gay thing and it's like a lot of people are seeing the nonsense for what it is a certain amount of people will wake up and be like, boy, I I really fell for that Jesse Smollett hoax. What else do you think we can do to to shift the game?
4: I mean, I think that we need to continue uh, calling out all of this nonsense for what it is, continuing to draw attention to the left's hypocrisy. I think the the barometer, the real barometer that we have coming up obviously is the midterms uh, and seeing what happens there, uh, you know, despite any, you know, uh, attempts to change the votes. But uh, I I think that that's that's all that we can do. We can continue fighting fire with fire, I think, for so long. Conservatives were so uh, stuck with, you know what, I don't like what's going on outside of my house, but I work for a living. Mm -hmm. I have my family. I keep to myself. I just want government out of my business. And I'm just going to stay within... Uh, the confines of my own bubble. I think that we are seeing that we cannot do that anymore. We have to get out, we have to get involved, we have to get involved at local levels, get involved with your school board. Uh, We have to be calling out all of this hypocrisy and nonsense every single day and drilling it into these people because they've been doing all of this for so long. They are professional uh, you know, instigators, they have infiltrated all of these organizations and we have to be able to, uh, to fight back and really get active about calling these things out. Because you know you may think that they scream the loudest and the squeaky wheel gets the grease, but that, I don't think that that's always the case. So hopefully the barometer of the midterms will end up uh, showing us that we are on the right course, or more so that the leftists are on the wrong one.
1: Amen, sister. All right, well, it was a pleasure having the three of you guys on. I'll gladly have you back if you will join me. And I'm gonna finish up for a minute or two without you. So. Have a good weekend, and and thanks again for joining today.
4: Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave.
1: All right, guys. I am jumping over to the uh, Megyn Kelly show. Is that live? I'm doing it. No, it's not live, so I got to do that in a minute, but it is not live. It'll be up a little bit later today, but I just wanted to end with one thought because it was the driving thought of sort of everything I did all week, and I think Sarah actually kind of hit on it right there at the end. It's time to be braver. It's time to be braver. We should have been braver a long time ago. We all should have been. We all should have been saying no to this nonsense, but... That speech that DeSantis gave in front of those families after meeting with the Disney CEO, um, that's the right message. No more of this bullshit, we are going to stand up, we are going to fight, we're gonna tell the truth. And, And we're not even sure what we're afraid of, right? Like it could not have been fun for Ron DeSantis to have to be brought into the office of the Disney CEO. This guy has extraordinary power, extraordinary influence, extraordinary money, and somehow seems more important than the governor of a state but we are not owned by corporations yet. And and DeSantis said, no, no, you're a hypocrite. Your company is full of hypocrites. You work with the worst sort of people and we're not gonna let you abuse our kids. And he said it clearly and cleanly. And man, that's what we need. So he's modeling it as the governor. I think Florida's modeling it as a state. And if we can all model it in our own lives a little bit more, I think maybe we can win this thing. That's my thought before the weekend. I hope you have a nice weekend and you don't spend too much time on politics and the misery of social media. Uh, guys, if you have not yet, and it's in many ways very much about what I just said, uh, Don't Burn This Country comes out on April 12th. You can pre-order it right now at DaveRubin.com book part three of my interview with Nikki Haley is up on YouTube and Rumble, and of course ad free over at rubenreport.locals.com. And now I am taping Megyn Kelly which will air a little bit later this afternoon. Happy Friday. Have a good weekend. See you Monday. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. And don't forget, you can watch my direct messages live on Blaze TV and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And of course, if you want to connect with me personally and get early access to my sit down interviews, join RubenReport.locals.com.